Hello and welcome to Why the Long Face Shortcuts. These are the choice cuts from season one that didn't quite stretch to a full episode. And this is the first of our shortcuts examining the link between depression and creativity. And it's a goodie. Some, some questions, some thoughts. Um, because, I mean, the first, the fundamental is what, uh, what is creativity? What does it mean? How would you define it? Making stuff up? Well, Bernard Berenson defined creative genius as the capacity for productive reasoning against one's training. <laughs> Thinking outside the box, basically. All uh, right. Who's he then? He was uh, just some guy. <laughs> yeah. Just so you've got a name like Bernard Berenson, you think you know it all, don't you? It sounds like a clever name. Like my name sounds a bit mundane, doesn't it? So people don't listen to what I have to say, but Berenson. But it's having a bright idea, isn't it? It could be in any field. It could right. be in science, it could be in arts, it could be in, um, in business. Right. The, the guy who finds the gap in the market, I guess. So is it is it anything to do... Okay, so creativity may be seeing the world in a slightly different way to other people and therefore coming up with something that they wouldn't have come up with. Yeah. Makes you slightly different from the crowd? Is that anything to do with it? Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Therefore, that sort of implies that depression might give you a slight edge in the way that you think about the world. That's one way of explaining the link between creativity and depression. Yeah. That's assuming there is. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of systematic study on it, has there? No, I mean, we struggled to find studies on this. I did notice that there had been a study by Felix Post, who was a an emeritus physician at the Bethlehem Royal Hospital and Maudsley Hospital in London, both psychiatric hospitals. Where you have worked, of course. And uh, in 19, yeah, in 1996, he published a paper which suggested that depression might be linked to creative genius. And that particular paper was looking at the 100 great writers uh, British and American writers and made he made retrospective diagnoses of depression in a high proportion of dangerous um, but fun da- yeah yeah well that's it's a difficult thing to to investigate isn't it yeah I mean there was um, but he 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 thought that um, 50 of the 100 writers had some either depressive neurosis or or um, had had a depressive reaction to loss, or I think he said 16, having had severely disabling um, depressions. Oh, he'd also found, actually, that there was a 30 times higher risk of uh, depression in poets, uh, in great poets. So it was obviously an interest of his. But he thought that the link was there because creative work itself led to depression. Rather than a depressive being a creative, it was the other way around, in that if you try to be creative, the act of creation was something that could... I don't know, cause disruption in the brain which caused depressive thinking? Is that, is that the yeah. sort of Post we dis- talk about? Post describes creative labours as highly intensive intellectual and emotional work involving vivid mental in- imagery and inner struggle, and that that work over time would cause too much activity in neural networks. But it's just a theory. And I, I mean, Wait a minute, wait a minute, sorry. Hang on. Hmm. One second on that. And he's another one with a, one of those smart-sounding names. Is he saying that uh, creative thought leads to patterns that lead to depression? Or is he saying that creative thought is so hard that if you do too much of it, you yeah. might get exhausted, anxious, and, and, and depressed? Is that what he, Which one of those two is he saying? Because they sound like a mishmash of the two to me. Which do you think it is? Well, I think he's more going along the, the lines of, Arist- of Aristotle when he suggested that, that people were likely to develop melancholia when pursuing intellectual endeavours, the actual work of it. Wow. Because it's, because it's so profoundly difficult and st- strained mm. on the brain. Because one thing I've thought of is... Um, the strain of performing um, 
maybe a stand-up comedian. They're the classic, the 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 um, the tears of a clown kind of uh, concept. I would have thought the act of performing stand-up comedy, say, you're on your own, you're probably doing your own material, thousands of people laughing at you, the thrill must be enormous, but the strain must be absolutely mm. incredible. And is there anything to do with the fact that performing and creativity, particularly the performing arts, the stress and the strain of actually performing night after night and trying to get a laugh or trying to trying to in, induce some kind of audience reaction in, in drama is so stressful that it's likely to... And Could we're be. Sort of, we're sort of doing chicken and egg kind of debate here. Yeah, yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I read um, uh, something that John Lloyd had written about... Um, the BBC producer of... Blackadder, he'd written, um, yeah, he produced, he's a famous comedy producer. Yeah, he's uh, produced uh, Blackadder is quite a famous one in the UK and, and QI. And he was of the opinion that it was just the case that people with depression, often bipolar though, he thought that people were often bipolar. Right. So, um, but they would need, they'd need both poles really, but uh, there'd be... Uh, um, to be to be really to have see the world differently enough to be that creative and that funny and that inventive, so um, that's the more positive spin on it. I think if you think that well, no, you need to sort of your depression. It has some downsides, but the upside is that you could be. Um, uh, it sort of goes back to what you said very at the very beginning about the nature of creativity and mm. what le leapt out to me was that you you were talking about sort of seeing the world in slightly different way from yeah. the rest of us it's a little bit like when a new musical genre comes out and you think what is what is this yeah um yeah i, I, I remember when i heard hip-hop for the first time and i thought this is just the guy's not singing what what, what what's happening here <laughs> and i suppose that i mean that, that wasn't one person that was a movement although the the sugar hill gang might disagree um but it but uh, uh, it, it was so new as to be as to be uh, almost unacceptable and then it became part of uh, you know popular popular culture and maybe it is that 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 the, the the act of doing something creative is the act of doing something that's no one else has considered doing that's yeah. a very similar mechanism to have a brain that that goes mm. off in 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 highly imaginative and almost manic to use yeah. language ways uh, and there's a downside to that it's, right is that there's a depressive side to there's it. another argument which is that when you come out of depression that makes you appreciate the world more. It's right. a bit, um, you may well also be a bit more resilient and a bit uh, have a bit more sort of um, strength to see you through a creative project. But the idea that that honeymoon period that I often saw in patients when they came out of their depression, really? and they felt much more energised and much more engaged with life and were taking time to stand and stare and, at things and appreciate um, everyday things again in, in perhaps in a more intense way. You can see that that would be a springboard into, into a creative project, that kind of feeling. Right. So let me play that back. What I think you said was depressed person, uh, horrible suffering. The world is colourless. The life is colourless and there's no appreciation of anything. To come out of that, you sort of see normal things, yeah, like uh, like the, the wind in the trees and the and the, the classic sunset, right. and even as as much as you know, seeing your son or daughter playing uh, in the in the park or whatever, that even normality suddenly takes on a, a quality of, of of wonder, yeah. Uh, and in that state, um, it's it's not a big leap of logic to say that that person might become quite creative, right. positive, etc. Gives you a wider perspective, more positive way of looking at the world. Perhaps, but but an awareness of the great of the dark sides as well. In, in, in I suppose a greater so so that in in a, in a work of fiction, you can imagine that would be really useful to have that yeah insight that intense awareness of the positive and very negative 
aspects of existence. It's again chicken and egg, isn't it? The conversation that we're having, because in that you say a depressive episode might lead to creativity. And we've also had the Aristotle, Aristotelian, that sounds really clever, Aristotelian uh, theory that the actual act of creativity can lead to depression if you're not too careful. Don't you think about those existential problems too hard, Aristotle would say to his nephew, you'll Mm. make yourself ill. Yeah, so there's two, two opposing views. Uh, they might both be true, but not at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. right. But there is a third way, like a Tony Blair third way here, oh, which is the Blair. Get over it. He's gone. Bambi's gone. <laughs> Messed up a bit though, didn't he? Made a few errors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Natural segue into the Iraq War. There's a third possibility, which is the one that Anthony Store favours. Uh, he was a, a, a quite prolific writer, actually, Anthony Store, in the area of psychotherapy. And he talked about the depressive, someone who has low confidence in themselves, uh, for whatever reason, has some self-esteem issues, manages to correct those somehow through their work. But that, those features of low self-esteem may also predispose them to depression. So the third explanation is you have a, you have a personality makeup that predisposes you both to being creative uh-huh. and and being de- and being depressed. Uh-huh. And, and he talked about this thing called uh, psychological unease. So you have a, a degree of psycholo- psychological unease in right. order to want to change things. And that was something that could cause great creativity because you're trying to resolve that in yourself. Uh, yeah. Hence the stand-up who does lots of self-depreciating humour and everyone laughs and validates him in some way. Right. Uh, um, so that's the, in some way, un- yeah, undoing the low self-esteem. Yeah. All the way through to becoming depressed right so that's the third way that's the Blair way so in summary mm. then some people think the act of creativity can make you depressed um, some people think that being depressed can make you creative and some mm. people think you can have a personality disorder which could give you both yeah that's it I mean I think possibly all three are true at, at different times in different people but I do like this idea that reawakening after a period of depression is going to give you a much more insightful view of life and of the human condition, which actually is what all art is about, isn't it? A better understanding of the human condition. So a question for you then, who's, who's, let's say, and when my, when my uh, uh, son was very little, he used to ask what Uncle Paul did for a living. And I told him, uh, Uncle Paul makes people happy, which he was very pleased about. And so all the people that you've made happy um, or, or, or eased their depression, cured their depression, how many do you think, I don't know if you've asked them the question, how many do you think see their depression as something that, not they're glad they had, because no one would be glad to have suffered yeah. that kind of misery, but something that they uh, would, would rather keep within their, within their uh, uh, life, not, not constantly, obviously, well, I, I, but are I, they quite glad that they've been through it because it's given them, it's given them insights that they well, otherwise wouldn't have had about life? Well, uh, I do recall that when my when my book first came out about ten years ago, which was which was sort of replying some positive uh, aspects to having gone through the experience of depression, um, I did get quite a lot of emails from people saying, "You're oh, right. Yeah. I went through that, and it wasn't pleasant, but I came out the other end, um, having changed my career, changed my direction, with a new set of goals, and perhaps a little bit more really? um, awareness of my strengths and weaknesses, and, and in a way more resilience." Do you want to say anything about the uh, stand-up comedians? Sad clowns. Yeah, well, I, I love stand-up comedy, as you know. I've seen a lot of it in my time. And uh, I, 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 again, I think all things that we've talked about could relate to stand-up comedy. The stress of doing stand-up comedy in quality night after night must be unbearable. And I'm not at all Well, you've done it, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't like to talk about it. Like, you don't like to talk about your book um, every other hour. <laughs> 
Uh, no, you don't I, like to talk about it. <laughs> no, of course, you love talking about it. I, I'm trying to you, be coy. Right. Yeah. I, no, I, I did try. I was, you do, on the London circuit, very I successful was, compare. I was a, a reasonably mediocre, uh, least successful um, compare, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. But it was in, unbearably stressful sometimes. Yeah. Uh, in, when you didn't feel like it and you had to get up there and you had to be creative. If you were a compare, you had to be spontaneous. It was very, very stressful. And I can see, but I can also see the other theory that you talked about in that mm. uh, someone with a depressive mind, almost as Aristotle would say to his nephew, you think too much. Uh, also helps you come up with situations which are a bit crazy, a bit quirky, a bit a bit difficult yeah. to explain, which yeah. leads to humour and, yeah. and 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 people recognise. Right. Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'd never thought of that. So before. You but you're right. Yeah, people do do that. That's hilarious, and you can see the mechanisms. Uh, uh, and that's because that's because you're di- you're you're digging into that deep well of despair <laughs> when you were depressed. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can dig dig into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Potentially, uh, I, I did speak to one standard comedian once, and I, I was talking about this. And he said, no, no, I'm not depressed, not interesting enough. And it was a joke. <laughs> um, but there was some sort of, some sort of uh, uh, almost, almost, uh, I really envy these depressed comedians because it makes them really interesting and come up with good material uh, in what he said. But his delivery was uh, exceptional. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there was a survey about um, stand-up comedians done at Oxford University in January 2014. Of all the people that responded to their survey... Over 500 comedians, I think. They scored high on depression and introversion. Well, they were personality tests, they weren't diagnostic tests. But they also scored quite high on extroversion. So they were right. They were ex- extroverted ah. introverts. I, you know, that sounds ridiculous, but I, I, I've spoken to a lot of comedians just after they've come off yeah. stage. Even fairly famous ones, you know, the TV panelist type level of comedian. Hmm. And if you say, even to the ones that have that persona on stage of being very cocky, arrogant, big mouth, and you say to them, wow, that you killed it. You know, you really crushed that one. That yeah. was a great 20 minutes. Almost without exception, they're incredibly humble and grateful. And right. you sort of see that vulnerable side, which you can almost imagine them. Um, I hope I'm not reading too much into it, that they're thinking, yeah, validated. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Mm. Even the people, you know, who were higher up the, um, the, the comedic rankings than I was, and there were many, uh, would, would, would have that relief. In their, right. in their eyes, and you, you wonder whether that is something to do with their psychology. So everyone assumes that every stand-up comedian is, is a depressive or has had depression. What What's your experience? What? I, know, I know you're supposed to be asking uh, asking the question. No, no, that's fine. Uh, what what, what of, of depression? Would, did you suspect that a lot of them uh, were depressive? I or do, miserable. <laughs> uh, I do sometimes. There was often a melancholy about right. stand-up comedians I came in contact. I think I wasn't imagining it. Mm. And I think there's a, 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 a couple of reasons for that. I think sometimes the comic, the clown, sometimes wonders what their what their place in society is. If you think right. of medieval times when you'd have mm. the jester, was mm. a bit of a pathetic figure who would get mm. his head sliced off by the king if he wasn't funny. And his comedy was a bit infantile and ringing a bell and stuff. And you were sort of... Uh, 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 well the, the clown you're a servant almost mm. uh, and you wonder whether people particularly as they get in their 30s 40s 50s it's no, it's no longer fun because doing stand up in your 20s is a huge laugh because you, mm. you get drunk after and you meet people etc yeah. but as you grow older you, you might start to question what the hell am I doing I'm doing <laughs> knob gags and I'm 50 <laughs> uh, I'm getting laughs from people in their twenties. Really? Right. Is this is, is this is this it? So you're and saying so you're saying there might you, you might what you you're going down the road of of, of well uh, it's the work that makes you depressed rather than the depression that make that feeds the work, which is quite neat, quite neat circular mm. uh, uh, thing. That's mm. right. 
Um, mm. well, or maybe was, it does both, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Which again, was the third way. Hey, thanks for joining us on Why the Long Face. As ever, we're here to inform, hopefully, and entertain, but we're not here to give you medical advice. There is, however, information on our website, ytlf.com, that's W-H-Y-T-L-F.com, about where to get help. See you next time.